Welcome to the Iowa Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics podcast. The Iowa Academy is an affiliate of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. We are a nonprofit organization with over 900 members, including registered dietitians, dietetic technicians, and dietetic students. We promote and enhance our profession through activities, conferences, and more to help improve the lives of Iowa citizens through evidence-based practices. This podcast will highlight upcoming events and how being a part of the Iowa Academy can help you grow as a professional through continuing education, networking, and serving in a leadership role. We offer scholarships, awards, and grants to recognize great leaders for the profession and provide them with funds to assist them in meeting their career goals. Head over to eatrightiowa.org for more information. And now, let's get on with the show. Hello, this is Allison St. Germain, your host for today, and we have Drew Hemmler, who is an award-winning international registered dietitian with 15-plus years experience in delivering nutrition education in academic, community, and private practice settings. Drew helps build client confidence and balanced eating along with chronic disease prevention and management through high-impact engaging content through remote, hybrid, and traditional teaching and learning settings. Hey, Drew, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Allison, and welcome everybody who's listening in. Yeah, I am so excited to meet you in person at our annual conference in November. And so I was wondering if you could give us a sneak peek on what you will be presenting. Oh, sure. Well, Allison, thank you for having me. And whoever's listening, who's going to be attending the conference in Dubuque next year in 2023, I'm super excited for you to attend this session and to engage with you in such a relevant topic, especially one that um, social media we've been using for, you know, probably a decade, decade and a half now. But uh, since 2020, actually, um, according to We Are Social, which is they're a globally recognized social media expertise agency. Um, Actually, a lot of companies use their data to drive their communication strategies via social media. And their recent report said that uh, users, so individual users or accounts across all social media platforms are up 20% since 2020. So particularly since the pandemic happened, I'm sure many of us or anybody who's listening can probably think, yeah, actually I use social media more than ever. Um, Me in particular, I created a TikTok account. I don't create content on there, but just observing. And that was born out of just having a little bit more time during the pandemic. So everyone's using social media more now than ever. Um, So dietitians are most definitely part of this statistic. Uh, We're utilizing social media more than we ever have. And this pandemic pushed us, especially those that work in private practice and in positions where we produce targeted key uh, messaging. So to turn social media even more than we were. So more eyes are on us, inevitably. That's what I'm trying to say. We need to ensure that we're developing content and engaging with our audiences and our fellow healthcare colleagues uh, whom we're connected to on these platforms. And in doing so, we need to do this with what I like to call, quote unquote, context and compassion, meaning we're providing information and we're communicating through a lens of what's well known as the who, what, where, when, and high approach of information gathering and dissemination. Uh, And let me just back up here a quick second. I'm providing a little bit of context on why this session is so important, social media with ethics in mind. Um, 
So another reason why I'm providing this session is the majority of the general public, which many of us probably can relate to this too, we've had these interactions, they don't understand quite, they don't really understand what the dietitian is to begin with. Maybe we've been called a nutritionalist or dietary, um, but a lot of the general public doesn't even know what a dietitian is, including the value that we bring. And that is, you know, in that client dietitian relationship. So leading with ethical practice in our social media communications is imperative because for so much of the general public, that might be their, their first point of contact with a dietitian. So in doing so, this further differentiates us from our non-credentialed nutrition and health enthusiasts, uh, shall I say, or shall I call them? We can also call them influencers, right? Uh, and, it also demonstrates our value from a lens of potential employment or partnerships, which a lot of people in private practice also strive for those goals. Um, and then lastly, the reason why this uh, session is being provided, other than social media being such a relative topic in today's world, ethics is a requirement as part of our continuing education and professional development. Uh, so I appreciate that the Iowa Academy um, is having an ethics-based session and a CDR-approved credit that's going to be at this conference. So going back to your original question, <laughs> Allison, and sorry yeah. to divert for a bit. Oh, um, I love <laughs> What I'll primarily cover at this conference are, number one, standards of professionalism. So this is an academy-developed approach to ethical practice in context of social media. So content that we... Um, that we develop and construct, and then engagement. So in gu guidance around these two major pieces of being active on social media. So content and engagement. So we'll look at some impacts of unethical practice, as well as real world examples of a few common ethical issues that dietitians have been involved in on social media throughout the past five to six years. Um, next, number two, I'm going to show attendees how to remediate ethical concerns or issues that we experience while active uh, on social media, primarily through a lens of good old communications 101. So specifically our approach in communicating with others. Uh, in doing so, I'm also going to illustrate how we can go about reporting uh, ethical concerns, say, on a social media platform, to uh, national associations, as well as state licensure boards, including the Iowa's Department of Public Health, should we even need to take that step. But knowing that that step is there is important because we might need to take that avenue. Uh, and then third, I'm going to conclude with a handful of really great resources that we can utilize to either further build or demonstrate our knowledge and competence in ethical practice. So needless to say, it's certainly a PAC session uh, that's going to help attendees better prepare for social media activity when representing themselves as dietitians on social media. I am so excited for this. You are bringing up so many good points, especially um, with the whole ethical piece around it as well and what to do if, you know, because like you said, we have many enthusiasts, which I like that enthusiasts versus influencers that, you know, are 
providing things that are not, um, you know, evidence-based and could be harmful. And so, um, and that brings me also to the next point is I feel like as dietitians as a whole, uh, we just don't do a good job of marketing ourselves. And so I think this will be super important for all of our members of the Iowa Academy to hear the importance of marketing ourselves. And I think I'm excited to learn that you have a TikTok because that is, you know, the up and coming. Well, it's probably because I think it's up and coming. It's probably past its its time now because I, I might be behind. <laughs> um, I still have not um, gotten. I do have a TikTok only because my daughter sends me dog videos and that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are abundant, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so where can people find you on social media or also if they want, if they have questions for you? Sure. So they can follow me, I think primarily on my more personal yet representing as a dietitian account on Instagram. Uh, my handle is dietitian.drew. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, although I observe more on Twitter. Um, I don't like to engage in a lot of the conversations that occur on there, but I am on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And same thing, dietitian, except it's dietitian underscore Drew. You can also find me on Facebook by looking me up under Drew Hemler, H-E-M-L-E-R. Please, if anybody has any questions, you know, I'll have this posted on probably the conc- concluding slide of my presentation. If you have questions about ethical concerns around or professional practice concerns, Concerns in dietetics, whether it's clinical, um, community practice, public health, private practice, send me an email. Um, to You can reach me via my email as well. And that's nutritionbydrew at gmail.com. I'm happy to connect. Thank you so much. I'll put all of that information in our show notes too. So those listening can find you easily. So where does all of this passion come from? <laughs> well, um, I have only... You know, my bio says I have 15 plus years collective experience, and that's true. I've been a dietitian, however, for only six years. But in those six years, I have done a lot, I think. And this is becoming very common among uh, dietitians within the last decade or two that we're taking non-traditional approaches. We have a few titles at different organizations. Um, We're running a private practice on the side. So in those six years, I've opened a private practice in New York State. I've opened a private practice in Canada. So I'm technically an international dietitian and hold licensure and the credential or the title in both countries. Um, I work in academia, primarily at SUNY Buffalo State in Western New York. And then I teach for a private college just south of Buffalo. Oh, other than that, I do a lot of consulting work for corporate wellness programs, for food, uh, small food product companies, um, for events throughout New York and Toronto as well. So I'm involved in public nutrition education, private nutrition counseling, mass nutrition communications, event programming, anything, pretty much and everything you can name it. And with a lot of medical nutrition therapy wrapped behind it as well. So I've run into so many dilemmas in uh, guiding myself through practicing dietetics through a lens of professionalism and ethical practice. Because at the end of the day, ethical practice is what's protecting 
the public. It's yes, it makes us look great. You know, we it it helps us sleep better at night. But inevitably, we're protecting the public when we're leading with ethical practice. And I teach a couple courses in a dietetics program, a coordinated program at SUNY Buffalo State that first introduces students to the dietetics um, profession. And in that, our infrastructure, what guides us, and then included in that is ethical practice, our scope, our professional practice. And at the same time, uh, when I began that position, I was the social media manager for the New York State Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And when I took on that position, I was kind of just a fly on the wall and observing for a little bit, not necessarily knowing what I was doing, but highly observant to what other dietitians were doing, what other uh, healthcare organizations, our allied um, healthcare practitioners were doing. And I found super creative, amazing. I can read through the lines and see their marketing strategy because I used to work in marketing as a previous career. But I saw some, with that, I saw some really concerning activity. Um, and that just made me delve into really looking at how we can represent ourselves, whether it's our individual, our, our, our individual selves, ourselves as the private practices that we own, the organizations that we work for and provide nut nutrition communication services for, how we can put that all together and lead with professionalism and ethical practice in mind. And out of that was born me starting to give this presentation to um, other universities that had dietetic um, programs, um, to even universities where there weren't dietetic programs, but there was a nutrition component as part of um, some uh, program like nursing program, physicians, uh, dental, um, dental um, practitioners, and so on. And then eventually somebody invited me to a state academy conference and I said, okay, let's do this. And then after that, I just got invited to several and here I am at the Iowa Academy <laughs> Conference coming up. <laughs> yes, and we are so excited to have you. And I absolutely love the marketing piece with it because as I said earlier, um, those of us that went in kind of, you know, to the dietetics career as the first career don't really have that marketing piece unless it was sought out later or taken some continuing ed on it. So super excited to listen to your talk. And do you have any last words you would like to leave us with before we sign off today? Sure. Um, I guess what I would say is <clears throat> reviewing our content and our engagement strategies, not just like what we're posting, but the strategy behind it with, eth uh, with ethical practice in mind. It doesn't mean that we have to be rigid or that our content and our engagement is boring or mundane. Because I know when a, when a lot of dietitians <clears throat> think about ethical, ethical practice or learning about ethics, they instantly glaze over because <laughs> ethics can be a boring topic. Um, but that doesn't mean that our content and the way that we engage is boring. Um, rather, it's an opportunity for us to ensure we're providing our audience with information that puts uh, into context uh anything that we that we're marketing whether it's a dietary pattern recommendation or say how and i think this is very relative <laughs> how the latest relative research findings should or should not be considered um when we're talking about it and that's many many other factors that heavily influence our audience's decision making and their perception of us the food and nutrition experts i also I also want listeners of this podcast episode to remember this, considering the extent to which social media is now used, which I previously said 
20% more since 2020. Our content for and our engagement with our virtual audiences is and should be a primary strategy to demonstrate our value. Besides our, our like our area of expertise, maybe it's a particular area in medical nutrition therapy, that value is our client-centered, culturally sensitive, and realistic and sustainable approach to serving the public and individuals. And also, which many who are active on social media can relate to, our ability to handle conflict with care and consideration. And what I mean by conflict is uh, opposing viewpoints from the general public and from other active practitioners, or shall we call the enthusiasts, influencers (laughs) on social media. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely love that. And excited to hear more. So thank you, Drew, for giving us a flavor of what we'll be hearing in November. Thank you, Allison. And thank you to those tuning into this episode. I I hope to see you and everyone at the upcoming conference. And I certainly look forward to presenting on such a relative topic and engaging with all of the attendees because we certainly will. Thank you. Hello, this is Allison St. Germain, your host, and we have two individuals with us today to give us an idea of what they will be presenting at the Iowa Academy Conference. First, we have Lindy Buckingham Shutt, Assistant Professor of Community Nutrition and Health State Extension and Outreach Specialist, Nutrition and Wellness. Lindy's research focuses on evidence-based policy approaches to improve food and nutrition systems that support access to healthy food, sustainable development, and food equity. We also have with us Jody Higrick, and she is with the University of Northern Iowa Local Food Program, and she is the manager there, a food system that positively impacts local farmers, consumers, and businesses through education, collaboration, and economic development. Jody and Lindy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. I am very excited to hear your presentation at the Iowa Academy Annual Conference this November. It's coming up so quickly, and I'm excited that it's in Dubuque. I've never been to Dubuque before. So I was wondering if each of you could give us a sneak peek on what you will be presenting. And how about Lindy? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll start it out since I think I will be starting out our presentation. Um, Uh, So kind of broadly, we're going to be talking about the current state of um, Iowa Food System Coalition, Um, but we're really going to kind of start with the history of what it looked like and move forward to what it is today. Um, So I'm going to give a little background on what what has previously happened with the Iowa Food System Coalition here in Iowa, and then um, I can let Jody talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about for the Iowa Food System Coalition and where we are today. Perfect. Okay, Jody. Great. Thank you. Yes. Um, So the Iowa Food System Coalition is a diverse group of Iowans working together to make a difference in our food system. Different individuals and organizations have come together to create this coalition. So, yes, after Lindy gives that background of how we got to here today, I'm going to share with what's going on currently. Um, We are developing mission and vision and values, and we'll be able to share how dietitians can get involved in this work. And this is so exciting because way back when I was in school in the olden days, we didn't learn food systems really at all. And so I feel like this has been um, a hot topic lately as well. So we're very excited to have both of you present. 
And I was wondering, what is one key message in your area of expertise that you would like to leave everyone with today? And we'll start with Jody this time. Yes, thank you. I would like to um, just let everybody know that this is a great way to feel like you can get involved with other professionals and other um, organizations that maybe you haven't interacted with in the past, but that could be a great asset to spreading the good word of nutrition and health. Thank you. What about you, Lindy? I don't think I could say it any better than Jody. I guess the only thing I would add, I think it's also a great way for us to learn about how um, we can have such a huge impact as dietitians within the food system that is Iowa. So maybe it's not something, you know, you've thought of before, Allison, you said, you know, maybe you didn't learn this kind of in your formal education. So this will be a chance for you to learn a little bit more about where you fit. Um, and then even more important, how important you are as part of the food system here in Iowa and how you can become involved in a part of it. Absolutely. I love that our profession is forever evolving. And uh, one of the things I talk with students oftentimes about are the my continuing education is goes way beyond what you learn in your undergrad. And when you're in the profession so long, you have to keep up with this continuing education. And so I feel so fortunate that we will have both of you at our annual conference to um, help explain this to other dietitians and how they can get involved. And I'm hoping we'll have a few students too, since it's a little bit further away than Des Moines where we usually have it. I'm hoping we will have a few students that will be able to attend too. So thank you, Jody and Lindy, for giving us a flavor of what we'll be hearing in November. Hello, this is Allison St. Germain, your host for today, and we are talking with Aitan Slahi, who is a plant-based, GI-focused registered dietitian and is passionate about nutrition policy and programs. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I am very excited to hear your presentation at the Iowa Academy Annual Conference this November and learn about the social identity wheel and everything else that you're going to tell us about. Absolutely. No, I am so excited to talk about this. Uh, So coming from a Turkish Cypriot family um, where my cultural foods look a lot more, you know, kind of North African, but have always been kind of depicted as Mediterranean diet. I've always been a little bit confused about, you know, what the Mediterranean diet even really means. And that kind of has led me into this area feeling really passionate about identifying and correcting cultural misconceptions about nutrition. And of course, as a dietitian, we encounter this kind of stuff um, all the time in our training our interactions with patients. And so uh, what I'm hoping for folks to take away from the talk at, uh, at the conference is some real, tangible, actionable strategies to help identify cultural misconceptions that have been ingrained in Western-style nutrition education and what to do about it in a case-by-case basis with your patients, particularly when it comes to plant-based diets. I'm really excited to hear this because... As you know, and as our listeners know that, you know, dietitians across the board are predominantly white and Mm -hmm. you hear of, you know, what's healthy to eat. And it's so much of the, oh, let's eat kale and quinoa. And it's just Mm -hmm. so um, not diverse. So I'm super excited for you to present and help us and especially having the actionable strategies for us. That's even better. Oh, yeah, I'm all about that. And so I love that you mentioned that we're going to be chatting about 
vanity wheel because the last thing that I want is for people to feel like they're sitting down getting lectured at for another 45 <laughs> minutes during our discussion. Yeah. So we're going to start off actually by a little bit more of an interactive kind of activity. Nobody has to actually share their reflections out loud, though they're welcome to because I will be presenting virtually so people can share thoughts in the chat if they're joining virtually as well. But we're going to be going through an exercise where I guide you through what's called the social identity wheel. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating to me is that this is a tool that I, I did not encounter at any point in my dietetics training. This was something that I learned about in my um, training as a political organizer for an organization that I co-run called the Planetary Health Collective. But the key premise here is that we can't understand our own biases without having a really firm and nuanced understanding of our social identity and the, the the gaps that we might have in our understanding of our social identity benefiting from certain privileges and where we might not be. So understanding those dimensions of our social identity and how that shapes us as clinical practitioners is super key to this discussion. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear about this because I know this is my first encounter with it. So I'm guessing it is for many of us in the audience. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Excited for that. So if is there one key message in your area of expertise that you would like everyone to know? It's so hard. Um, it is so hard to choose. But I guess one thing that I would say is that um, we can do better and we can do more. And it is our it is imperative for our field to do better and do more in centering cultures outside of Western cultures in our education and our training and in our clinical practice. And what I'm hoping for is, you know, this tool for identifying cultural misconceptions to be simple enough and useful enough for people to walk away with something that's really tangible and helpful in improving their sense of um, cultural sensitivity and competence and practice. That sounds amazing. And thank you so much for giving us a flavor of what we'll be hearing in November. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And I can't wait to see everybody there. Great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to check the show notes or eatrightiowa.org if you're interested in learning more about the Iowa Academy. You will find important updates, resources, continuing educational opportunities, many of which are free, job postings, and more. Thank you for listening. The Iowa Academy of Nutrition Dietetics, the real nutrition experts.